guys. Hi. Hey. Um, happy 4th of July? I think so. It is. Oh my gosh. Happy uh, Independence Day. Thank you. We are not looping it in with Juneteenth because uh, it is not the same fucking thing. Thank you. So happy Independence Day. For America. For America itself from the British Tea Party. Red, white, and blue. <laughs> go, go, uh, go Toros. Um, so, <laughs> uh, that's all I know. I'm going to hand motion. Um, yeah, happy, th- happy Thanksgiving. Jesus. Happy hey, do Independence not, Day. Do not waste this year. I know. I'm, I'm, I, don't, I don't want to waste it. I, I love summer. You know me. You know I'm a summer. You know I'm a shorts guy. I love a short. So can I ask you a question? Yeah. What show is this? Oh, hey guys, this is Watch or Not with Jay and MJ. I'm Jay. I'm MJ. What kind of hell show is this? Uh, just listen to people talk. What, just tune in? Nothing said? We're, we're just chatting. It's fine. It's fine. We're just, we're just going to sit in kibitz just a little bit. It's, it's cool. It's fine. Um, so yeah, uh, any 4th of July plans? Um, no, we, we normally go to my wife's aunt's farm. And have like a grill out. We've been in there oh, the last couple of years. Yeah. Um, but one of my friends, it's actually the other groomsman, Matt, at my wedding. Mm-hmm. He just got a new house. So he wanted us to come see it. Yeah. Um, so we might still go there. But he's already dropped like $1,000 on fireworks. And he's got a pool now. So I'm like, it's a pool. It's big fireworks. Uh, yeah. He'll have a grill. I'm like, I might go. Yeah. That seems like that seems like more of a fun thing to do. Yeah. Um, I'm, I might do things with the family, but I'm the absentee family member, so I probably won't get invited, and I'll probably see pictures about it later where they've grilled out and done stuff, and I wasn't invited, and then they'll use the excuse that we just assumed that you wouldn't come, and then I will reply with, I probably wouldn't have, but an invite would have been nice. So let me ask So that's how I'm foretelling how my, how my 4th of July is going to go. So I know you, your mom, and sister are like based here in Kentucky. Yeah, my dad or stepfather, dad. Yeah, he's my dad. Um, but your family's from Texas. Yes. Do you ever go down there for Fourth of July or anything? I know you do family reunions no, every so actually, often. No, actually, I know they're going. Um, they're going down at the end of July, okay. and um, I honestly forgot that they were doing that. But we usually go down. We usually go every couple of years if we can. Yeah, we'll go. I'll, I'll go down every couple of just years to, just to keep in touch. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I guess I'm the, abs- I really am the absentee. I don't mean to be the absentee member. I just am, and nobody takes it personally because they just know that's the, that's just. I don't do it on purpose. I think I just am not very good at my brain. Okay, let me explain it. My brain thinks about all the people that my sister keeps in touch with as far as like family members and cousins and aunts and uncles and grandparents and other grandparents and then like my stepdad's grandparents and then like also like that one second cousin nephew and her daughter like i'm thinking about all the people she gets in touch with and i'm like that sounds like a lot of minutes of like time i have and a lot I f- more things to do I, f- I just find that very um overwhelming to do yeah it is because you can't call one without calling the other without calling the other without calling the other without calling the other you know so i'm like i'll just won't i'll just i just won't well, <laughs> just, just don't know what feels bad i'm no, just not I'm, I'm going kind of the same way is if i get told by like my dad who's like my, my dad is super big in the family and like he always wants to keep up with everything yeah if i get told like oh your cousin had his new baby andrew okay i'll send him a text and be like congratulations hope your baby's doing great you know i'll yeah. do that it just my sister's just so she's she really is like the I actually a little jealous of how of how she she just does it like she just keeps up with everybody and I don't know how and I just think about that and I'm like I enjoy my me time too much I can't keep up with oh everybody. yeah like I said, if I if I don't get told by somebody else who's been in touch with somebody I, it kind of goes without me noticing yeah yeah that that is kind of the, one of the good things about about Facebook honestly because I, I kind of am like and with Facebook. Because I'd rather do Instagram, but Facebook is with that is kind of the thing where it keeps me kind of connected in a way. So I can kind of like a post and I'm like, I'm connected. You're welcome. I have been off Facebook for almost a year now and it's really, really weird. Like, besides, yeah. our, besides our like posting to our, our social media yeah, for yeah. the podcast, I don't have a personal Facebook anymore. Yeah, I don't. I, don't, I mean, I just, I only reason I started getting back into it is because I was posting from my Instagram and my Facebook, mm. and people actually comment on my Facebook. So I'm like, okay, I can actually interact there because not everybody has Facebook as Instagram. So I get it. So, you know, it's whatever. But uh, yeah, my 4th of July plans will probably be me sitting alone eating, which sounds really good right now. Actually. You can eat a hot dog? You know, I really would like a nice hot dog. There's that place in Louisville called That's My Dog that yeah. I want to go to. 
I've heard it's good. Yeah, I would love like a normal like regular hot dog. A chili dog would be nice too, actually. Oh. Mm. Okay. Do I want chili dogs for lunch today? So let me ask this: When you eat a hot dog, hmm? do you do you just actually like pick it up and eat it, or do you like have to cut it with a fork? If it's a chili dog, I cut it usually. See, my wife. Well, my wife's weird. She takes it out of the bun and eats the hot dog separate from the bun. See, I don't like that. The only way I could do that is if the hot dog is grilled mm. or has some kind of like crispy yeah. texture. But if it's not if it's not, if it's not like crisp or like have that crispy texture in it, then I can't do it. Like I would rather put a hot dog like in a skillet and just kind of like let it roll around, get the get a little caramelized little bits, you know, Ooh. instead of throwing it like in a microwave just because the texture kind of like it's too much soft and that's what kind of bugs me about it. And it kind of gives me that because what I like about sausage is that sausage has that kind of break when you bite into it. Like, mm-hmm. it has a little bit of that. So, I think when you put a hot dog in like a, like a skillet, it just kind of caramelizes a little bit, even if it's just like a regular hot dog. I think that gives it like a little bit of that. Yeah, my family was always big on the boiling of the hot dogs, which is weird to me. It's not, it's not weird. It's fine. It's just like, it's just like, bleh. yeah. Oh, do you remember that? You might have been too young. Do you remember that album, uh, Limp Biscuit, uh, The Chocolate Starfish, or The Hot Dog Flavored Water? No. That got me into alternative, I think. Or I don't know if it was still alternative at that point. I think Limp Bizkit was going kind of, like, rappy. I feel like I should have given you more there besides just a no. But, like, I was just answering the question of just no. I don't remember yeah. that at all. It was the, the album was the chocolate starfish and the hot dog flavored water. Well, I was never a big Limp Bizkit fan. Like, I, was, I eh. wasn't either, but that album I had for whatever reason. Okay. I'm going to have to go back and listen to it then. Yeah, sorry. Um, but, yeah, yeah, the boiling the hot dogs was the thing. But and for me, it's also, like, people like those thick hot dogs. I don't like thick ones. <laughs> I like just like a normal size, <laughs> not like, edible. If it's ones. if it's too thick, it doesn't fit into your mouth, and so I will like. But no, it's just too much of like. It's just too much. If it's, if it's gonna be thick, it's got it's got to have a lot of carbonation on it. It's got to be grilled for me. It's got to have that texture as well, or attached to something. I mean, sorry, what? Oh. Yeah, that's <laughs> it's got that texture. But you know what else I kind of miss? I kind of miss a corn dog. Really. I don't. I, 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 never, I feel like the last time I had a corn dog was like I don't know when I was two. <laughs> like, I never thought of you as a corn dog guy. I love corn dogs. You do love corn dogs. I love them. But see, and I feel like I should have that now because I have an air fryer. I feel like they're amazing in an air fryer. But see, every time I go to the store and I see corn dogs, they, they trick me because they're those like, uh, was it a pancake wrap sausages for Ooh, breakfast? And those I'm I like, don't like. Whoa. Those I don't like. No, I'm like, and I can't ever find a good corn dog. So I, whenever a, whenever a state or county fair comes around, I'm like, I'm going. For the corn dog. I love a corn dog. <gasps> Damn it. Corn dog with a little mustard? Mm. And see, I used to not like mustard on my, on my corn dogs, but it, it actually is a great balance because if you think about a corn dog, that corn dog batter is inherently a little bit of sweet, so the mm-hmm. mustard actually does. So I've never really been a mustard person. Oh, until, so much better. So I have eaten a corn dog since I was two years old. So there, I have. But like, I think that's what I was like, do I like mustard on shit? And then I tried mustard on something else, and I was like, no, it's just corn dogs. <laughs> it's True. It's just corn dogs. All right, so, well... Sorry, that kind of got away from us a little bit. You made me like want to watch some fireworks and eat a, and eat a corn dog. Eat a fucking corn oh dog. Oh my god, what's the um legally blonde? I really want a corn dog. Really no, want... it's is it corn dog? I thought she said corn dog. I think it's hot dog. Makes me want a hot dog, dog really real bad. bad. Yeah, it is hot dog. Um, yeah, I thought about that. But uh, we are, you guys, we're, you know, we're we're, we're always on a pivot. Uh, so I just say we're evolving. We are evolving. That is a good, that is a good thing because we um. We decided because we've done a couple episodes where we've done a, a second season of a show. So we were like, do we really need a whole episode about a second season of a show we've already said to watch or don't watch or something like that? Like maybe in special cases, sure. But we were like, we were thinking, should we really do an entire episode of another season of something? Because are we going to say kind of the same things? Do we really need to rehash it? Are we going to review the same characters? Are we, right, is it right. really going to change our opinion? Right, exactly, at that point. So we, but we do still watch some of these shows. Like we, uh, like today we, we did finish Kim's Convenience. Kim, Kim, Kim's Convenience had its last season, uh, season five, drop on Netflix, I want to say about a month ago. And um, we were like, well, we don't want to just like not talk about it. So it's not the focus of this episode. We were like, we would discuss it because there is a lot of tea going, oh. surrounding this last season of Kim, Kim's Convenience. 100%. Tons of tea. Started with uh, Simu Liu, um, who plays Jung. 
Uh, John. uh, John is so hot. Uh, but he apparently like when they found out this was the last season, he was very open on so on the socials talking about like this was not our decision. We could have gone more seasons. This was the producer. Like he was like, this was not us. This is not the writers. Oh, yeah. He was like, this is all the network, all them. He goes, they did this crap. So please blame them. Like he was all over it. So okay, let me let me break down here. So this season ends. In kind of a cliffhanger. And I want to know is, did they make the call to end it after taping the season? I don't know. That I don't know about. Because I, I I remember you telling me when the day, like, oh, it's not coming back. This is the last season. I was like, oh, hopefully they wrap it up. They really don't. Yeah, yeah not at all. And that's what's weird. And it's weird. So I wonder when they made that decision. But he he was very open about like, I love my cast. I love my people. I love these people. I love this great. Yes. You know, I love this whole thing. However... We could have kept going. This ain't us. Talk to those hoes over there. Talk to those thoughts that decided to cancel this fucking bullshit. And I, we were like, oh, look at him. Well, and then didn't um, the one who plays Ama come out defending yes. him on Twitter? Yes. Let me. Uh, I want to say her name is Jean Yoon. Yes. I know Jean Yoon. Yoon. I, um, I knew it was Y-O-O-N. Yeah. She said that working on Kim's Convenience was painful and that some of the original season five storylines were overtly racist. Now, we all know that because when we talked, when we reviewed this show, we were like, um, you know, I guess it's fine that, that, you know, they're feeling some of those stereotypes because the guy who created the stage play and one of the co-creators of the show is, you know, Korean. Or Korean American, or you know, of the most Korean of descent. them, yeah, the person, and that's who wrote the play originally, right? And he was, was he's, one of, of. he's one of the co-creators, which was also a little spot of tea because she even said that, um, like the co-creator uh, was Kevin White, and they said that um, she said that Kim's Convenience co-creator Kevin White clearly set the parameters of the show itself in itself instead of co-creator Inns Choi. A fact that was concealed from us as a cast. So Inns Choi was the one who wrote the wrote the play, and he was kind mm-hmm. of the co-creator. So it sounds like she's alleging at the fact that he didn't really have control of the show or the direction of the show. The other guy did, which is why there might have been some overtly racist, like you know, storylines in season two. And it looks like the cast rallied and kind of got some of those changed. But yeah, they had them removed. Like they gave an example, I believe, of one of the racist jokes that was included under his direction right that was removed later right and oh, oh yeah she, she uses the terms storylines were overtly racist and so extremely culturally inaccurate that the cast came together and expressed concerns collectively so maybe they maybe what happened was the cast started fighting back and the, and the network was like and the producers were like well the world is in the show maybe that's what happened which is even more disheartening because it's like you you so you you just had to silence your cast by ending their show like that is a lot of fucking bullshit so that's a lot of tea going on with with kim convenience and all that so like but apparently they kept it like they the show to me it starts to lose its funny in kind of season four it did and then this season i kind of i kind of really missed like half the season jung wasn't even in the same room as other people which was kind of annoying to me well and i think I wonder, it, and this is where I need to look at the timing, because I think they, they mentioned in the article that we were referencing that they were shooting these scenes because of COVID, so a lot of them may have been like over Skype, over Zoom kind yeah, of shots, yeah. so they weren't in the same room. That makes a lot of sense, so, so that, that's like a, that's like that's not really a creative decision, that's kind of just like, hey, we got, we got to make the best of a, of a bad exactly. situation. Uh, so I understand that. Um, I, didn't, I didn't understand Janet's storyline at all, I didn't see where it was going, it just... I don't know. It was it, it was kind of really kind of all over the place. It's they just stunted the growth of all these characters. I think a little bit. It was kind of annoying. Well, and I feel like a lot of it, like they they had gone so far with Janet in One Direction, and I feel either they thought it wouldn't pay off or it wouldn't have been as funny, and they kind of quickly pivoted to try something new. Yeah, and I was like no one saw this coming yeah it, it didn't make any it, 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 it not no one saw this coming in a good way like what is exactly this? like what is going on and so i, I didn't really like that I, I did i think i think that some people still kept their like terrence to me was still still had some really good moments yep like the, the shorts episode like that like when i got to wear shorts to work and his shorts were really really short like i was like yes terrence shot them games uh i loved the kimchi one where he had to give reviews to the employees like their quarterly reviews yeah because i i i I know how that's oh, right. Oh, I mean, it's like 
you're doing great, but but, but Karen thinks you should be like you know yeah. I I have respect for that. Yeah, it's I mean it, it still had it still had its funny moments, but it was like it it just it it it, it didn't go out with the bang like I was hoping to. Well, can we talk about though that at least one of the actors kind of went on to bigger things now? Yes. Um. Well, two. Well, we we, we did, well Appa was in a couple episodes of The Mandalorian. You're welcome. <gasps> I forgot Season about two. that. Yes, and he lived. He lived, you guys, because I was just, I was a little scared he's gonna die, and yeah. I was scared he was one of the bad guys. But he came back in the end of the. I think he helped uh, save the Mandalorian's life in, in some respect. Yeah, I but forgot yes. he was in that. Uh, but bigger than that, uh, Simu Liu, um, Simu Liu, uh, June Jung, Jung, um, June <laughs> Jung. Um, he actually is going to be the first lead Asian Marvel superhero. Asian representation. In uh, Shang-Chi and the Ten Rings. Yes. So, which is really, really cool. And he, I mean, he looks, this looks to be like, this trailer looks like John Wick and Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon had a fucking baby together, a really aggressive fighting baby. That's what it kind of looks like to me. Maybe not John Wick, but maybe just like no, I I, I like the John Wick part. It has that kind of like cartoonish, not or like like. But like, see, John John Wick is so realistic in that way, so maybe not necessarily John Wick. But I feel like this the scenes, like the scenery of the industrial, like where he's in a city. Is very John Wick that futuristic in John Wick two when he's running through the streets and you see him in like Tokyo or Japan it mm-hmm, has that mm-hmm, same feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm with you there. So yeah, it it the trailer just looks really really cool. Like I don't even know who Shang Chi is, but I was like, I have no. First idea. of all, you put you put you put Jung in a movie and take a shirt off, then obviously I'm bored. Actually, don't even put him in a movie. Like if you put him in a commercial, I'm like I'm watching this over and over again. Um, well, two because... things did you noticed that. They both ended up going and working for Disney. Oh, what do you know? Yeah. And secondly, I feel like this is going to hopefully, knock on wood, if I can reach it, hopefully this will be a successful Iron Fist. Like, like I know Marvel it did It is giving something. me Iron Fist vibes. Yeah, they tried something like this in their Netflix show, which kind of was okay, but not great. So I'm hoping that the movie will do great. And possibly, if it does well, they may give it some cameos or things in some of the tv shows they're producing now right i I don't see iron fist i didn't watch because i think i was confused and maybe in the comics but i was like this show's called iron fist i'm like but why he white like and i was like maybe he's white in the comics i don't know but i just okay i was really confused but uh but yeah this movie has like um has aquafina in it too who's also been blowing up lately Mm -hmm. uh with her comedic uh stylings if i may um, so I'm really, really excited. That comes out September 3rd. I think we saw. Yes. I actually think I'm going to go to movies and see that. That's one of the ones I want to support. Well, okay. I've, I've already made plans. Fast and Furious 9. I'm going to the theaters for. Really? Yeah, I've seen all the other ones in theaters. Like I on purpose? <laughs> yes. You've seen all the other ones in the theaters? Yes. You a goddamn lie. Hobbs and Shaw. Fast you a hot damn lie. The only one I have not seen in theaters was the original because I ha- I didn't know it was out before. So you're telling me you paid money to go see Tokyo fucking drift and that bullshit? Yes. Who don't, the fuck is who? Who I'm up. Don't don't we we don't talk about that. You you paid money for Tokyo Drift. I thought it was gonna be better. Who was was Paul Walker even in Tokyo Drift? Vin Diesel was in it for two seconds. It, okay, here's the thing. I'm a little bow out being in it for a hot okay, second. Okay, but he, have you seen all of them? No, I have not. I'm actually I'm actually because I heard that I get again. I'm actually gonna work my way through and rewatch them i'm gonna say rewatch but the only one i'd actually ever seen was the first one well emily and i are watching because we're going back through so the thing was the original one was paul was paul walker and vin diesel then there's too fast and too furious which was in miami paul walker and tyrese in miami yes and then tokyo drift was the third one which was um no paul walker they introduced they picked some random white dude yes now going through you gotta have a white if you watch these in release order, it's a third movie. If you watch them in chronological order of where it's supposed to be in the um, lineup, it's like the seventh movie. I'm not trying to go through all that. I'm not trying to watch it in chronological. I'm not trying to do that. I'm not trying to play that game. Fast and the Furious ain't even that big of a na- <laughs> even that, that that big of a world. <laughs> you trying to talk about chronological fucking order. Fuck Fast and Furious and all that bullshit. And fuck that ride at Universal too. It wasn't good. But okay, back to my comment. It wasn't good. I'm just, it wasn't a good ride. 
Just so you know, it was I was it was just like just like this little mess. Like just just I'm like, what are we on right now? This is just like I mean, this is just this is a fucking bumpy. I might as well be on a horse outside of a fucking supermarket. I don't know how. By the way, okay, I'll finish my comments. So, Fast and Furious, I'm going to theater. I'm gonna go see Black Widow in theater just because I want to. But <laughs> and I'm gonna see. I mean, you go ahead. That's and I'm gonna see Shang Chi. Like that's that's that's, that's your money to waste. <laughs> It's fine. We all have, we, 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 we all have our we, we all have our own tastes. I want the popcorn. I mean, but you go spend that money on fast on F nine F nine for uh, PC users. You know what? You know what? Because <laughs> that what it's called. It's called F nine. You know what? How about F U? Well, well, you know, sorry. I know. I know. I know I'm going. To, I can't believe they named it. They named it F nine. The first thing I think of is like, like the keyboard key. <laughs> <laughs> like for PC users? How did we get from July Fourth going out to eat some corn dogs to this? I don't. Hey, it all. It, it, hey, we wrap it up. It's fine. No, I, I am, I am, I am worried. It's called F nine. That's just, I, I, it, that's just the first thing I think well, of. Well, the last one was F eight, and it was Fate of the Furious. That was stupid. Yeah. It's like how many different ways can you? They were like, look, guys, we're done with the players on words. F nine. You could just call it F F nine. Wait, that wait. sounds like Final Fantasy. It though. does. Two, two, I guess that. Well, I guess F9 was the best of the available choices. Whatever. Hey guys, stay tuned for our review. That was abrupt. <laughs> it was very abrupt. Hey, if we don't do it, we'll keep talking. Stop. Shut up. <laughs>
the cast of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, okay. Um, he was okay. He, he either is in that show or wasn't that show. I don't know if the show's over or not. I don't know. I, I keep don't know. trying to I've watch that show. It. I keep trying to watch it and then I fall out of it. I don't know. Yeah. It's a. I feel like a, a lot, lot of my friends that I worked with at my like a couple jobs ago, they loved it, and I tried to get into it, and I just couldn't do it. I liked. I think I watched like the first season of it. And I was really into it, and then like I hate. I'm. I'm. I'm going to get a lot of bullshit about this. When they added Danny DeVito, I kind of started disliking it, and that's why I can't get through it. I think I just don't like Danny DeVito. I don't know. Whatever. It's fine. It's not twins with Arnold Schwarzenegger, but no. you know it's fine. Uh, so yeah, so that's really basically the only connection that I see from that. And maybe some of the producers are probably the same. But I think we're the not producers gonna, are the same. We're not going to go through all that. But what? it is a year old. So the show came out last year in 2020. There is a second season out now, but we are just looking at the first season. Yes. So again, like you said, it's it it follows the shenanigans of a group of people who work at a gaming company. Um, this season follows them putting out not the original game, but the expansion pack Raven's yes, Banquet, yes. which hints the Raven's Banquet. Right. Uh, so yeah, it, it doesn't. We don't have to go through the which I thought was kind of which I thought was kind of a cool choice was that they didn't go through like we're not going to have to see them build this game up and do all that, and then it's not going to be about building this game and making yeah. it more popular. The game is already established and fucking popular as hell, and now they're just like, let's do the expansion pack and see how that goes. Well, and I like the fact that it. This I feel hit on the head gaming culture. I think it made fun of it. it. It wasn't strictly like to shine a light, but it it was comedic. But it, it did encompass a lot of different genres or areas of gaming culture, like the streamers. They had people who would stream this mm, game. Yeah, they like how we, we talked about Twitch a couple episodes ago. Actually, you know, as yeah. alternative. And they bring in like streamers who would be streaming on like Twitch or YouTube and actually playing this game every day and having people just follow and they just kind of critique it and talk about the game. Right. So it just, I, I like that aspect of the show. Yeah, I, that actually kind of put a little bit of stuff into perspective because I don't understand. I still even watching the show. I don't understand Twitch and people watching and when people do stuff. I don't. I don't get it in a way, but I mean it's fine, and I understand that's. A, I, I think it gave me a little bit more of like, oh, this really is a huge, huge, huge culture, yes, and a huge, huge, huge following. So I completely understand that. And um, it's, I mean, I'm like, if I could get online and play a video game and make money, why wouldn't I? Well, see, and that's the thing with the online streamers. There's two different types. There's the Twitch ones who do it live, and then there's like the YouTube ones that are doing the let's play where they do it, record it, edit it down for like content purposes. Mm-hmm. So you just see them get through plot points. Where they'll cut out like, oh, I have to drive the car for 20 minutes to get to this next spot. They'll cut out that 20 minutes. Where the Twitch people play nonstop, start to finish. Yeah. But yes, let's talk about some of the main characters. We've kind of gotten off topic. Oh, yeah. Some of the so other the uh, so the creator of the show, the creator of the of the game, um, and he's 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 also the what is his title in the show? Um, executive, not executive producer. That's that's Brad. That's that's David. Um, yeah, I know. He, I think he's the creator. I know he created the, created the game. I think he's but, the creator. I think that's really what it is. Um, but Rob McElhinney, um, <laughs> uh, plays Ian Ian Grimm, and let's just keep it real. It's Ian. Yeah. Um, but he goes he goes by Ian Ian Grimm, and he is just like your complete like alpha male he wears like eight rings on his fingers like he wears all black he's all the huge, tightest clothes you can get yeah he's got a huge bit beard he's just he just is conceited very insecure obviously you can tell he's very insecure but very conceited very alpha kind of dude and he's kind of a dick in a way that is the whole character yeah and you know that's i mean he's cute then you Super kind of cute. <laughs> then you kind of have his counterpart which is the coding lead which is poppy yeah i think she's lead engineer yeah so she's the one who literally runs the coders like that's her area to be head of um and she's a coder herself and does a great job i love the fact that she codes in the fucking shovel out of nowhere yeah like she uh they decided they decided to make a shovel that you could change terrain with yeah very a la animal crossing but they're like you can't dig dicks like we won't let you dig a dick yeah like (laughs) so weird yeah so (laughs) She's trying, and she's also um, uh, Australian. Yes, oh, the accent, uh, which came out of nowhere. Um, so she's lead engineer. We also have uh, David, who is the uh, is he the executive producer? David is the executive producer. He's the one who gets in direct contact with, with the, the suits. higher ups. Yes. So, and this I love. So Ubisoft actually helped produce this show, 
And they reference all the time that the higher ups of suits are out of Montreal, mm-hmm. which is where Ubisoft is based out of. So they're kind of like, it's kind of like a nod to like, hey, this is how you guys treat people. Yeah. And if you watch the show, you'll see the cutscenes with the gameplay in between as they go to the next scene. Yeah. A lot of that is, I mean, like you'll, if you've ever played Assassin's Creed, mm-hmm. you'll notice Assassin's Creed in between some of the scenes because they've given footage from the games to be used. Oh, I don't think I really noticed that. Yeah, go back and watch. It's actually like like one of them's Assassin's Creed one. Like it's actually Ubisoft games. Oh, I thought it was all Mythic Quests like made up. Maybe mm-hmm. I'm wrong. Nope. Hmm, cool. Great. And at least in the first season, I think the second season they've gone more to like creative for Mythic Quest. The first season you actually I caught it real quick. It was a couple quick glances of, of Assassin's Creed. Fun. Um, but yeah, David is kind of like that guy. He's he's trying to always like he's trying to ride that line between corporate and between he's a people creative. Pleaser. I guess is what they call it. Um, or I, that's what he is. I think um, uh, Ian, he's creative director. Yes. Okay, thank you. Uh, because he created he created the game, so yes. he's creative director. Yes. He's the one that makes all the creative decisions. And then, because that's the thing, is like, David is always riding this line between supporting creative and supporting Montreal. Well, and the funny part is, David is technically Ian's boss. Right, right. But he gets walked over all the time. Yeah, he's kind of, he, he's very he's very submissive. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have um, David... Did I just say David? Yes, it's Brad. Brad. It's Brad. It's Brad. Um, played by uh, Danny Pudi or Putty from, for all of you, Troy and Abed in the morning fans from the from Community. Oh my God. I loved it when he popped out of nowhere. Abed, God. I was like, oh my God, it's Abed. I was so excited. But the character he plays in this is nothing like Abed. Yeah. Um, he's he's basically he's the money guy head of monetization yes head of monetization so he's the one who's 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 like how can we continue to make money can we do microtransactions how much is this new sword gonna cost what kind of shit can we put out to make people spend money so that is where he oh, is would sell his mother for a penny right like i think one of the bigger one of the bigger debates in the in the show was that they wanted to put mythic quest is obviously when you look when you sound it like when you hear it it's obviously mythical. You think Renaissance, you mm-hmm. think old school medieval type situations. And he was like, Hey, let's put a casino in the game and creative. And Andrews are like, this doesn't make any fucking sense. It's a casino. Why would you do that? And he's like, we got to make fun- money somehow. Like that was like the whole thing. Like we got to figure out how to make more money off this expansion pack. So that's what his whole job is to do that. Yes, um, and then so those those are kind of the main players. Now there's a couple different. There's one minor player that I, that I, that I think we should mention. Wait, okay, which one? Because there's a couple. Joe, I was that's the, the only one. I was going with the writer, the story, the guy who's in charge of story. Oh, I forgot. Oh, and then there's the there's the uh, testers. Yeah, like there's some minor characters who don't get a lot of play in the first right. season. There's the two testers who kind of have a relationship. Yeah, they're, in their own kind of a world. Right. There's a there's a uh, I don't remember what their names are, but there's a black girl, uh, and then there's a there's a I don't think she's white, but she's whitish. Um, um, and they're the testers. Like so they so they play the game. And, and just have their names pulled up. It is Rachel and Donna. Yeah. And they play the game basically, and they test the game. They they let them know if any glitches, anything that's going wrong, yes. you know, stuff like that. If something's too hard, or too difficult, they do that. So they basically sit in the room all day and play games. Uh, Joe was hired as uh, David's assistant, but she is basically to me kind of a psychopath and and an Ian fangirl and and Ian fangirl. So she decides she's going to be Ian's assistant, but she's not. So she's in there, and then there's the writer. Who is this older guy? He's been a lot of stuff, but he's he's the one who writes all the storylines. CW. CW is his name. That's what we Which call him. I love, and I, and I don't know how far you're into season two. They give him a backstory episode. They show oh. how he became kind of the kooky, weird guy he is now. Hmm. It and I love it. It's so good. Yeah, they have. I mean, there, there's a. Di- I mean, that they. I, I what I thought was kind of cool was I thought it gave me. Not like a realistic glance, obviously, but it's kind of like, oh, this is really no. You know what did it? Um that random episode in the middle with um fuck what are their names um there was that random episode that i honestly thought i had turned on a different show oh where they went and showed the people who like were in that space before mythic quest right the flashback Um, a dark quiet death which was episode five it had uh jake johnson from new girl yep and uh who played and then they had Kristen uh miliotti who was in made for love the show we just reviewed um, and they played Doc and Bean, and it was actually just a complete standalone episode where you saw none of the main characters. And they basically showed these two people come up with a video game together, establish a life relationship together, 
build this game, make it popular, popular, popular. And then you start seeing all the outside influences of like corporate America and how do we make more money and how do we change this and how do we change that. And they were in that same space that the mythic quest offices are in now. Yep. So that episode actually gave me a lot of insight into like, that's, I mean, you, you kind of think that's how it happens, but you're kind of like, Oh, this really is probably how stuff like that happens. Like you have a creative vision and then corporate basically keeps pushing things and pushing things and you keep making, um, allowance it's like okay we'll allow this it will allow this it will allow this and we'll let that one little thing go and we'll let it when eventually it just evolves into what is my game anymore what is this well because the original thought and idea you put so much time into because it was your baby you, you did it to get found and, and have people like it right and now corporate america like you said they either want to change something or they're like well the original one worked why would you change anything just keep making copies and and update the scenery or make the graphics a little better, but give them the same exact game. Right. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of the cycles of what a lot of video games go through is, do you push the envelope? Do you make it still kind of an indie feel where it's low budget? Like I'm sure a lot of companies go through that. Yeah. I thought, I thought that was actually a really real clip. episode. I thought it was very like what I could have watched eight episodes of, uh, I, I could have, I they did a really good job of smushing that into like 30, 35 minutes oh, of yeah. that one. I could have watched the whole season of that. Well, I thought there was going to be a big reveal. Like that was like Ian's parents or like Poppy's parents. I thought so too. I, I, there's gonna be, I was like, there's going to be some connection. No, nothing and at all. And you know, and maybe, maybe what it is, maybe it's, maybe it's like somewhat of like this foreshadowing. Well, because it's the same studio they work out of. And if, right. if you watch season one, there's that carving with their initials in it. Right. And they always kind of, I think Poppy asked, like, whose initials are, what is this carving? And they kind of, like, explain yeah. what it was. So the, the, the episode is very out of place. But what's weird about it is I liked that episode a lot. But it really hasn't really came back around to connect in a way. It's just based mm-hmm. off of that. So I thought that was kind of weird they would do that. But that was kind of a really weird, cool episode. Um that kind of it really caught me off guard. I was like, "What did I?" I was like, "Am I watching the right shit?" What I will say, I'm okay with that. I, I, if they don't bring it back in and tie it back in, I liked the episode that much that I'm okay with having it as a standalone. Well, that's why I thought I was like, maybe it's foreshadowing. Maybe it, maybe it's, yeah. maybe it's stating. You know, maybe this is where Mythic Quest might be headed. Who knows? You know, it's maybe, inevitable. Like you're, you get big until you die. And maybe maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's maybe it's saying, "Hey, inevitably, as that that's what's going to happen." You know, so who knows? But yeah, I thought that was that was a. Uh, Really cool. Um, I know you tell me about about this show. Like, what initially drew you to this? I liked it and initially got drawn to it just because of the video game aspect. I was not sure if it was going to be super funny because of of who the directors were and the fact that it was, you know, Always Sunny in Philadelphia wasn't really my cup of tea. So I went in assuming, okay, maybe I'll like it, maybe I won't, but I will like the video game aspect i will like that it's you know ubisoft helps a little bit with it mm-hmm. so maybe you'll get a little nod to ubisoft because i play a lot of their games assassin's creed being the main one but after episode one or two and just how funny it was and it just got me hooked it was kind of like when i when you first showed me letter kenny and i wasn't expecting to like it and then like how funny it just clicked and i was like oh, i've got to watch all of it mm. yeah it was one of those for me Ubisoft, Assassin's Creed. I have a bone to pick with them. <laughs> Sorry, tangent. Because I was playing the other day. And here's my thing about video games. And, yes. um, like, it's 2021. Yes. What? 2021. Yes. And, like, can I get... I mean, I don't understand how I can be playing this video game. You've made Assassin's Creed for what? Like, I don't know, 80 years. And, um, like, why is it that... I can be walking around and still walk through people. Why is that still a thing? Why is it that Wait, you the can... other day I was playing and my character randomly just dropped out of nowhere into the ocean? That shouldn't happen. And I was like, like I, and I wasn't even anywhere near the ocean. Like my, like I went to, I don't even know what I was doing. And all of a sudden, I, they, it's like they picked up my character and dropped him in the ocean off screen. And I was like, what the fuck just happened? Like, I don't like that bullshit. If this is going to be, if you, if you, like, make, it needs to be perfect. For me, I'm like, this needs to be perfect to me. It needs to be perfect. I don't like bullshit like that. And I'm like, so that really annoys me when you pay $30 for a video game and it's not perfect. That bugs me. 
And I understand there's going to be things that happen. So let me take the word perfect back. If it is not, if, if it's not 95% out of 100, then what the fuck are we doing here? Well, okay. In it, 2021. And let me ask, how long have you been playing video games in your life? Like, since, Girl, like, since, the, be- since the beginning of fucking time. Uh, okay, so, like. I was alive when the first Nintendo came out. I know. I know fucking video games, bitch. Well, yes. Fucking know. And here's the thing. Okay. I've noticed. I mean, I'm, I've been playing since, like, Duck Hunt and like, on Atari. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I, we're around the same age with the, like. Yeah, yeah. Length of time we've been playing. The lifespan of a game has changed. They used to be, I mean, I'll, I'll give you the quick ones off the top of my hand, like when things went to 3D originally, like, you know, Mario 64, Zelda Ocarina of Time, the big Nintendo hits where the game came out and that was the game. Now, studios can be 80% complete and they realize, okay, it's a shorter game, but you're gonna get four or five DLCs. You're still gonna pay us twenty bucks every. They copy months. and paste in that bullshit. Is what's going on? But they're gonna th- they're gonna send out fixes for updates. They're gonna give you extra content to make it longer. They're gonna make you keep coming back. So yes, the lifespan and the life of a game is not the same. It's not like we give you a game, you buy it, you play it, you go to the next one. They want you to stay with that game for years now and i get that point of putting the fix but i think there are some games assassin's creed is one of them yeah i think nba 2k is another one where they've been out for so long that they get lazy they and do. they're like fuck it because i had the same bone to pick with nba 2k because there's this there's a situation there's this part where when you get taken out of the game you go to sit on the bench and sometimes what will happen is you're going on the bench with all the players from the first you know you and five mm-hmm. other players and they're literally like walking and spinning around each other trying to get to a seat and i'm like why the fuck is this happening i paid 70 fucking dollars for this game you've been you've made i don't know how many versions of this and this dude is sitting here spinning around trying to get into a seat for 30 or 45 fucking seconds what is this why didn't you fix this why did I pay money for this? So that's where I get annoyed. I think these, I think the games that are older get lazy, and they're like, well, people are going to buy it regardless because NBA 2K really is like the only basketball game out there. Assassin's Creed is really like the only one that's kind of like the way it is in a way, sort a of. Way. Yes. Um, I think the closest to that might be Destiny, but not really. Um, and so it's really the only one that's kind of like the way it is. So they're kind of like, well, people are going to buy Assassin's Creed, so let's just copy and paste 80% of this, of this code in here and add a couple of new things. I do like that they that they allow uh, you to be a girl or a guy now. I do love that. Yeah. I love that you can basically romance, girl or guy, or whatever. I love yep. that kind of shit. I think, I think that's, that's actually pretty cool. I think some of the writing is actually pretty fun. Sorry we got off topic again. I apologize. But when we talked about Assassin's Creed's open world bullshit, I had to bring it in there. So, back to the show. Yes, back to the show. So, so I, that's what drew you to it was was you you were just kind of like this this is this is obviously my world. I love these kind of video games. Oh yeah, because cool. I, I watch like whenever uh, we talk about how I used to, I, I watch Twitch occasionally. But if I'm interested in a game mm-hmm. and I want to know if I'm going to buy it, I don't usually buy games opening night anymore. Right. I usually wait a week and let the YouTubers or the Twitch people play them, and I'll watch a little bit to be like. Does this gameplay interest me? So yeah, like yeah. I, I like watching gameplay. I like playing video games. So it was kind of my world, like what I like to do. Hmm, okay. Well, well, that's kind of touching on um, Mark or not. So let's go ahead and do Bay of the Week. Bay of the Week. Bay of the Week. Okay. This is our first Bay of the Week back from Pride Month where yes. it's going to be somebody from the show. Yes. Okay. So, or, it can be we've discussed. So, you know, it's whatever. Who do you think should be brought up Bay of the Week? You're going to give it to Jung. I do kind of want to give it to Jung. You're going to give it to Jung. But, no, but, but go ahead, but go ahead. Um, if I had to pick, I, I'm i going to go with somebody out of Mythic Quest and I'm going to give it to, give it to Brad. I don't know. I, I loved him in the show. Mm-hmm. Just like his character wanting to monetize everything, just literally being that evil kind of darkness in the office that everybody's like, that's Brad. He's literally the spawn of Satan with what he does. Like, it just, it was hilarious to me. I, I loved his character. Um, I would actually say that I would give it to Joe. And joe because to me she was she was unhinged and oh, I, easily. I think i was it joe was that her name have i been calling her joe yeah, her name it is joe. Joe. uh played by jesse ennis um 
she, um, Joe to me was nuts. Like she, when she, uh, she told Pootie Shoe to kill himself. Like she was like, you should kill yeah. yourself. He's like, thir- he's like 14 years old. And then like the whole thing when, uh, David was giving out little pieces of cookie and she was like, lo- like she was looking at the piece of the cookie. Like I fucking want that cookie and she was like i would do anything for that fucking piece for a piece <laughs> of a cookie like and i was like she just sold everything i was I like i love it I, I love an underdog and she to me was like the one that was underlying all of it and she would i don't know i just found her to be very just like i can't I, i've said unhinged four times but she's unhinged oh, and i unhinged. love it and she still works there somehow like she's nuts and i'm like i'm on board for joe you know what? I, I forgot about the cookie, and I forgot. I, I don't know how, but I forgot about the go kill yourself comment to Pootie Shoe. Oh, my God. I, you, you change, uh, yes, 100%. I'm, I'm flopping over to Joe now. She's good. She's giving me, like, these weird, like, um, what is her name? Weaver. Um, I think it's Weaver. Uh, Merritt Weaver. She's giving me Merritt Weaver vibes. Merritt Weaver was uh, in, did you ever watch Nurse Jackie? No. Damn it. Um, she's been a lot of stuff recently, but she gives me that kind of weird, awkward kind of vibe. Barry Weaver was kind of like that and kind of understated. I think Joe was kind of the same. So I did, I did love her character. You know what? Fine. You know, it sticking straight in the myth of quest. I'll give it to Joe because yes, I forgot about the crazy, insane shit she did and was convinced to do by David. Yeah. She was awesome. Great. She was good. Um, so watch or not. What do you think? I'm going to go for watch. It's Okay. It is not as hilarious and memorable as Ted Lasso. It is not one of those like Mm-mm. award-winning shows that Apple has made, which Apple I don't think has made a lot of award-winning shows. They've they've put their, you know, toe into creative streaming services here. They've done movies, they've done shows, and they've obviously thrown their weight around by hiring, you know, the Chris Evans and the Tom Hanks and the big names. But I liked that this show didn't have a big, really big name, mm-hmm. A-list star, and it just did so well. Mm-hmm. And it's another reason, besides Ted Lasso, that I can actually say, you know what? Get a sample. Get a trial. Subscribe for a month. Watch yourself some Mythic Quest. It's actually a really good show. I will definitely say a watch on this. Okay. Um, I This show, I'll, I'll, this show is actually... To be honest, this show is very subtly diverse mm-hmm. in a way I didn't realize. Um, like, obviously, Rob McAhenna, Hunna Hunna is uh, <laughs> is Rob McAhennessy is is obviously you know cis white male, but we've got Poppy Lee, who, or we've got the girl who plays Poppy Lee, who is Australian, and she's something because she's a little you know olive skinned or brown. She's skin. Asian. Uh, yeah, of Asian descent. Uh, we've got um, one of the one of the testers is, is, is a black girl with, with with braids. We've got Danny Pudi who is you know Indian. Um, so we've got like it's actually a very low key diverse cast. I didn't realize it was. I was like, oh, you know, this is actually a pretty like mm-hmm. without like beating your head over, not like thrusting it in your face. When you look at the cast itself, you're like, this is a pretty diverse cast, which is pretty cool. Um, I actually. I don't. I, I'm basing this on. Do, am I going to watch season two? And I'm saying no. <gasps> and I don't. I mean, there were there were definitely some things in this show that I thought that I thought were good. I just didn't. I just didn't. I just. I honestly. I honestly didn't start even really paying attention to this show until episode eight. Really? Like I watched it and I was kind of like, okay, whatever. And then I watched episode five and I was like, that's interesting. Hmm that's really cool and i think i was more intrigued by that one because of how different it was mm-hmm. and because obviously i love jake i like jake johnson i like Chris, uh, Kristen uh, miliotti so i was like of course and it was different so i watched it but i honestly didn't start really like perking up until about episode eight maybe even episode seven because it was only nine episodes in the first season so maybe episode seven or eight i was kind of like okay i'm in tr- i'm a little interested and even then, I was kind of... Just, I mean, that waned really quick, pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, like, I would say episode seven, I was kind of like, okay, wait, what's going on? All right. And then episode eight, I was kind of like, okay. And then by the end of episode eight, I was kind of like, all right. That was a sparkler. Fourth of July themed. Um, so, I don't... I'm going to say I don't... I don't, I don't this, if, if you were to say get a subscription to something, I wouldn't do it for this show. See, I, and I don't think that I will 
go back to this show. So well, and like I said, this is a a like a if I'm telling you to get a, an Apple subscription, it's for Ted Lasso. But while you have it, watch Mythic Quest. Even if you were they were giving out Apple for free, I'd probably be like, I don't think I would watch this. I think Apple kind of was giving it for free. They did. That's, that's how I got it. Oh no, well, <laughs> they gave it for free, and then the last three months, they literally were like, "We'll credit you the five dollars we were going to charge you for Apple TV Plus because you still have the subscription." So I got money back on it. That's cute. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I know that sounds weird. Cause I mean, I, I didn't. I think I think you thought I was going to say it was a watch because we were talking I about. I did it. think you I'm were. trying to talk about things like I'm not trying to talk about a show that's like, hey, blah blah blah, this show, whatever. Because I really did like I really do think they made some really cool choices in the show. Yeah. I, I think they did. I, I I the cast is pretty good. I think some of the storylines were, were, were pretty good. I just I was I I walked in that morning to laugh, and I don't think that. So you left wanting more. I wanted a lot more, and that was kind of it. I, I love the little creative dip with episode, like I said, with episode five. That was a really cool, just like departure. Loved it. Thought it was great. But I'm like, will I, will I watch my whole? Will I watch it too? No. Look here, I'll, I'll give you a teaser for season two. This two words, Iron Sex Dream. I mean, is he is he shirtless? I will say yes. when he was a naked cartoon character, I was like, okay, that's giving me life a little bit. That's giving me a little bit of life. I'm excited about that. You know, I love a naked cartoon character. Um, <laughs> Do I love a, 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 a naked cartoon character? Do I? I don't know. You watch a little hentai? I don't. I've never been into it. What is that? What is hentai? Cartoon porn. Japanese. Really? Yeah. That sounds like it get really graphic. Um, We'll, we'll talk about it off, off. Carl. Yeah. All right. Well. That, that's a great <laughs> way to end it. Well, okay. Got my hair behind my ears. All right. Okay. <laughs> All right, you guys. Thank you guys for tuning in to this week's episode. Happy 4th of July. Whoop, whoop. Talk Dead to you soon. Should just went with happy 4th of July. Yeah. Bye, you guys. Bye. You've been listening to Watch or Not with Jay and MJ. Interact and give us suggestions on what to watch at watchornotpodcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at watchornot underscore pod. And on Instagram at watchornotpod. Huge shout out to Bradley Parsons. Thank you for creating our theme music. And subscribe and leave a review wherever you download podcasts. Don't make us come for you.